Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Start the clock. to be back. I love you too. Great to be back. Uh, not much has been going on. It's been kind of a slow news period, but we've been off for almost two months. Let, let me put things in priority for you, okay? That's my job here. Okay, the big story, a lot of things happened. The big story was the FBI, we found out, was investigating the President of the United States for being a Russian agent. <laughs> If you remember one thing about the last two months, that's it. And spoiler alert, he is. Uh, Well, I mean, there's been a lot of evidence for this, right? I mean, he did nothing when they told him that Russia was meddling in our elections. He fired Comey when he was looking into that shit. He wants to get out of NATO. He met Putin five times. That's a lot of times in just a couple of years. Always with nobody around. <laughs> nobody, nobody can ever know what they're doing. Forget collusion. I want to know if there's penetration. <laughs> nobody can ever know. <laughs> so, last week... <laughs> last week when this story broke, I saw Janine Pirro, you, you know her on Fox News, the, the ultimate ass licker for Donald Trump. <laughs> And she's, like, asking him the question, like, I have to ask this ridiculous question. She says, Mr. President, are you now or have you ever worked for Russia? And Trump said a lot of words after that, but none of them were no. (laughs) He said, that's the most insulting thing anybody ever said about me. Really? More than when Stormy said you had a mushroom dick? Is that... that, I would think... And then they send Rudy Giuliani, oh, my God, this guy, out there to go... He said, I never said Trump's campaign didn't collude. Yes, you did. You said it dozens of times. It's on video. Just because you're invisible to cameras doesn't mean you don't show up in mirrors. No, the other way around. But 
still laugh. Thank you very much for carrying me on that one. <laughs> but uh, then today, now today, the, this big story came out. Look, we are a little at a disadvantage here. We're live. Live, live. It's yeah. Friday night. Hi. <laughs> we may look crazy in a couple of days because they're still vetting this story. But BuzzFeed says that Trump wanted to build his, you know, tower in Moscow. So he told Michael Cohen, his lawyer, who briefed the Trump crime family on this like 10 times <laughs> when Trump was running for president, to lie to Congress about this. Uh, and, and Trump, of course, for the whole two years, we've been... I have no deals with Russia. Nothing. Nothing going on with Russia. We stayed away. Nothing pending. No deals. No nothing. Period. Uh, it's Putin. I gotta take this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I love... <laughs> I love it when they ask Rudy Giuliani about Michael Cohen. <laughs> what do you think about the lawyer before you who was told to lie? <laughs> they all... They all lie. Trump and Rudy, they lie so blatantly before the next news cycle. The lie has been disproved. And then when they're asked about Michael Cohen, the man's a liar. <laughs> But you can't trust a man like that. For you, he's a liar. That's what his lies were for. My favorite legal defense of all time is, you can't believe my lawyer, he's in prison. <laughs> and this... <laughs> this is, uh... This is not just Trump, by the way. It's Ivanka and Don Jr. got regular updates on this shit from Michael Cohen. Yes. This is the family that needs to be separated and put in cages. <laughs> so, but... But, uh, but on the bright side, you have a three-day weekend coming up. That's pretty good. Just what federal employees need, another day off. Well, it is the 28th day of the government shutdown, and boy, we are really filling it here in L.A. I mean, between the furloughed government workers and our L.A. teachers are on strike and the usual army of out-of-work actors and screenwriters... <laughs> that coffee bean is crowded. <laughs> and, by the way, speaking of that, my sister is a teacher. Our teachers are on strike here in L.A., and I wanted to show my support. So in our audience tonight... Fighting for the right things is the head of the L.A. Teachers Union, Alex Caputo-Pearl. Would you take a bow? <laughs> Alex. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Huh. I said he should stand. But, <laughs> and you can't see him. But, uh, but I hope you guys get back to work. I hope everybody gets back to work. You know, air traffic controllers, TSA agents, Coast Guard, Border Patrol, they're all working without pay. Or what Trump calls running a business. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, this whole pissing match has escalated in some sort of East Coast, West Coast rap war between Trump and Pelosi, which she's kicking his ass, by the way. And he, as you know, he won't reopen the government till he gets his wall. So she said, okay, then you don't get to come into my house and do the State of the Union in the usual televised way. 
no TV until you do your homework. That's what she told me. Of course, Trump was not having that. Nobody puts man baby in the corner. <laughs> he was like, I'm not gonna let some woman push me around. Is Ann Coulter okay with that? <laughs> so, to retaliate to Nancy Pelosi, you saw this yesterday, he canceled Nancy Pelosi's military plane. She was gonna go to Afghanistan to visit the troops. Meanwhile, as he's canceling her military plane, Melania gets on a military plane to go to Mar-a-Lago. Now, I don't want to get into Trump's sex life, but he also called on Melania to end the shutdown. I... Uh, and, well, let's speak... Let's be charitable of heart to the Trumps. It's their wedding anniversary uh, this week, and Trump says he remembers the first time he ever laid eyes on Melania and clicked add to cart. <laughs> All right, we got a great, we got a great show. Barney Frank, Catherine Rampell, and Eric Erickson are here, and a little later, speaking with Beast Mode himself, Marshawn Lynch is backstage. <laughs> First up, he is a CNN contributor and ex-two-term Republican governor of Ohio who just might challenge President Trump in 2020. Please welcome back Governor John Kasich. Governor. Okay, there he is. How you doing, Governor? I see you are. I hope you are. Doing well. I hope you're doing more than well. I, I hope you're ready to get out there. I mean, uh, that's the talk. You might run for president. Now, first of all, are you going to break some news on this show and tell us whether you are? And if you are, is it going to be as a Republican or as an independent? Well, I mean, first of all, Bill, I don't want to run if I'm not going to win. And secondly, all of my options are on the table. I mean, I happen to be a Republican, actually a Republican with a lot of ideas. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, Republican uh, classic is what I call you. <laughs> well, I think the problem that the parties had is that they've been too much into the no so if you take the way that I, I mean, when I say the no, I don't mean K-N-O-W, but N-O, okay. okay? And so being governor, if uh, it was a way for me to expand Medicaid, get people more health insurance, but I could also control the costs. So I didn't say no to that like some have done. Uh, you know, That's one, what you did as governor of Ohio. Yes, I did that as governor of Ohio. So Most Republican governors I, did not. No, but if I cut taxes, I made sure we also created an earned income tax credit for people at the bottom. So they would get tax relief as well. So you got to take care of everybody. In Sounds that. like you are running. Well, no, <laughs> no, you know, you're you know, already giving us your Bill, plan. You know, no, though, the, the, what I want to <clears> tell <throat> you is the, the interesting thing, because I think in a way both parties are broken and I think we have to have ideas. And there's another element to this. You know, our political parties are important and all of that. But what's more important are these folks here. So I saw Marshawn uh, Lynch, you know, he was beast mode in the uh, sure. uh, getting ready and um, He's doing so many things in Oakland, from what I've understood, to rebuild neighborhoods. We're going to celebrate Martin Luther King Day here in a couple days. Martin Luther King drove power from the bottom up. It wasn't top down. It was bottom up. He rose from the churches, and he made his case across the country and changed history. Same <clears throat> thing with women's suffrage. Uh, you know, the men weren't going to give the women the power, so they drove it from the bottom up environmental awareness, bottom up. And what we have to realize in this country, if we want to restore the soul, is that we matter. And what we do where we live to change the world is what's key. So we all sit around, you know, some people wring their hands, oh my God, we got Trump, and then somebody else says, oh my God, we got Pelosi. 
Do they really affect you? I mean, they do affect the mood. Well, yeah. But we need to get our spirit back and have the mojo to believe that we make a difference and drive change from the bottom up. Well, so that's uh, my party has been too much without ideas. But that's a speech no one could disagree with. Let's get to the things people could disagree with. Well, but you never hear that. I I mean, you said never hear that. You don't hear that. No, you don't hear that. You never hear. Who who do you ever hear talking about? I've heard that. I've heard that. Okay. I've heard that. I've, I've it's your that. show, so I'll no, agree. No, I mean, I, I, I've heard that we have to take power from the bottom up. Well, I, but I'm, Because I'm, who's going who's gonna to fight you on that? Ah, boo the people. Well, you know no. what? No, you know when what? You, when no. you kiss the ass Bill, of the people, you get the a problem. I mean, no, no, no. Here, the okay. problem is but, people tend to think that they don't matter. I mean, this is a critical thing well, that we need to talk about in this country because when people in neighborhoods are solving problems, okay, they don't care whether somebody's I, a Republican or Democrat. Feed I, the hungry. I feel like we're drifting from, okay, go ahead. <laughs> from what the essence of the problem is. First of all, I have, to, I have to take a little issue when you said both parties are broken. One party's broken a little more. I, I think right now the Republicans are too negative. Right. Negative? I mean, is the Republican... I mean, we're, we started talking about whether you're going to run. Is the Republican name even salvageable? It's the party of Steve King and Donald Trump. Hello. You heard that, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that it, it wasn't just for liberals. But, um, but do you, how can you even have that name? You, you really think you can take back that name? Well, I think there are what some it, very good Republicans out there who have not put forward ideas. I had a talk last night with a bunch well, of Why young are they folks. good? I said... If they haven't put forward ideas. I'm saying that there are governors like Brian Sandoval, the governor of Nevada. Okay. uh, Even Bob Corker from Tennessee. These are people who have... Mm. Susana Martinez from New Mexico. The key is get some new Mm. ideas because when Republicans say, we're going to kill Obamacare, but they have no solution, so what they're saying is, well, we'll just take health care away from people. My view is there is a better alternative than that. You've got to have a proposal. I don't really think there are, uh, is a great need for new ideas because we've been around the same problems for decades, so we know what the ideas are. It's the political will to put them into play. Uh, I don't disagree with okay. that. So, don't disagree but, but with let that. me ask one more question about Republicans. Yeah. Now, Republicans took over in 2011. That was the revolution of the Tea Party, which was all about reducing the debt. We spend way too much money. Since they have been in office... Since 2011, they've increased the debt by almost $8 trillion, mm-hmm. almost a trillion dollars a year. That's their big issue. That was what the Tea Party was about, right. taxed enough already. Then there's defense, the other Republican big issue. Trump is, in my view, a traitor, and I think that will be proved. But we know he wants to get out of NATO. He's not good for our defense. Morals don't even make me go there. <laughs> what are Republicans good at? Well, okay. What are we voting for? First of all... Why this party? They're... I always say that the Republicans and Democrats are very similar because they all want to spend. It's just that Republicans tend to feel guilty, but they spend yeah. anyway, okay? <laughs> I was the chairman of the budget committee when we balanced the budget. Yes. We had the government shutdown. I negotiated with Bill Clinton, right. Senator Domenici. We got to a balanced budget in three or four years. We paid down debt, got a and surplus. the economy was booming. Yeah. And here's what I like to say. When the debt goes up, jobs are not as great. And when the debt comes down, jobs are, you know, they get created. And that's our greatest moral purpose. Now, that on defense... Look, I, we spend so much money today in America blowing ourselves up. If we took a fraction of that money and gave it to the National Institutes of Health and did right. research, but that's what I believe, and those are the things you have to fight for. The problem with the Republicans right now, they don't want to stand up and fight. They're, it's like they're taking orders from their leadership. When I was there, 
and even as the governor, when I expanded Medicaid, people, did, my, people in my party didn't like it. I said, well, I'm going to lead. And now we have sort of like the lowest uh, uninsured health rate in Ohio that we've ever had. But do you, so there's ways to do this creatively. Do you see Donald Trump as a dangerous menace to America? Well, I'm very concerned about a couple of things. First of all, I didn't... Do you see Donald can Trump as a Can I just answer the dang- question? <laughs> I okay. feel like you were just avoiding wanna, the question. No, I'm not. I'm not. Let okay. me just explain. I don't call names, Bill. But oh, here's I, look, look. Is he a dangerous look, look, menace? It's a, it's I'm going to tell you that question. he's doing some things that I think are dangerous. And that one of the biggest ones is retreating from our involvement in the world. Yeah. And all this friction, and I worry about what happens when we have so much friction. Look, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't go to the convention. It was in my state. I didn't endorse him. I didn't vote for him. I've stood for right. two years arguing that his... Dangerous okay. menace. Well, I don't need to call names. Okay. That's how right. we get right. in trouble. But, right. We but, call names. But they want to... But they want to... Dis- so when they want to call you a name, I say, no, I like Bill Maher. Don't call him a name. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but they want to disband the FBI. No, now, it's terrible. Okay. Undermining the press. Isn't that a menace when you want to disband the FBI? I believe I mean, that the, it's wrong. The, when George Bush I was president, mm-hmm. remember, he quit the NRA... Because they said in a fundraising letter, they called the ATF jackbooted thugs. And he said, that's a bridge too far. That's just words on a paper. This man is talking about disbanding the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Bill, I'm worried about him eroding these basic institutions. The one thing we do know in our country is these institutions will... I will outlast him or anybody else. We hope. The press, we don't know the that. We don't know now, that. Now, let me, um, let me say something about guns. Let me say something about guns, because you're talking about bottom-up. I proposed a bunch of gun reform in my state. Okay. And one of them was a red flag law. If you know somebody in the workplace or in your family who poses a danger, you can go to a court and their guns can be taken from them. I couldn't pass that. And you want to know what's going on? If I could put 10,000 people on the lawn of the state house, I would have gotten that done. But we had one voice from the gun people who said, no way, no how, we're not going to do it. And they pressured the legislators, and I couldn't get people to show up, to stand up to say, we need some common sense gun control. I'm for the Second Amendment, but my goodness, there's so many things that we can do to reform it and to put us in a position where we're safer. And this is why I think you should run for president. You're a Republican, I'm not. Will you run my campaign? I will not run your campaign. (laughs) Well, everybody wants me to run. What are you going to do for me? I'm going to encourage you, because okay. I think you could do an incredible service to your country, but you have to know you are going to lose. Because if you, if somebody like you and Mitt Romney ran, you would siphon away enough votes, there would be the Trump people and then the classic Republicans, and we would elect anybody but Donald Trump, which is the best thing a patriot can do for this country, don't you think? Without calling names? What do you think? I told you I didn't vote for him, and the bottom line is, if okay. I can run, have an impact, and win... I'm not going to run to just go and wound somebody. I don't want to do that. I, I'm not, I don't ever get into anything where I don't think I can win. So we sit back and we watch all these things. And what's happening today, it, well, what's happening in this five minutes, it changes so much in the next five minutes, we're just watching. And all right. we'll see. Good luck with your campaign. You're, you're, John thank Kasich, you. Thank you great to have you here. I really appreciate you doing it. Thank Governor you. John Kasich. Thank you. All right, let's meet our panel. Okay. The Resurgent and host the Eric Erickson Show. Eric Erickson is back with us. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Very brave of you to come here, and I appreciate it. She's an op-ed columnist for The Washington Post and a CNN commentator. Catherine Rampell is back with us. How are you doing? 
And he's a CNNBC contributor who, for 32 years, was my favorite congressman. Barney Frank is over here. Okay. So, I don't know if we have an update on the BuzzFeed story, but that's what was occupying the news all day today. Uh, what's interesting is that the Mueller report, which has never said anything, did put out a statement that said, no, we're, we're not backing this because it is a leak. It looks like a leak from the Mueller report. BuzzFeed says they're standing by their story, which is basically that the president told Michael Cohen to lie to Congress, which is suborning perjury. If that's true, is that enough to impeach? Um, it's enough to impeach if you want to. I, I would say I want to, like to define the issue. I don't have any doubt that Donald Trump told Michael Cohen to lie. <laughs> I mean, he, he admit that he lied about Stormy Daniels. Uh, what's not clear, and the independent counsel's caveat makes you think, it's not clear it could be proven. I mean, the key thing about BuzzFeed, I don't think it was a surprise to anybody that Trump told Cohen to lie. Um, it is that BuzzFeed said it could be proven. If it can be proven, that would serve as grounds for impeachment. I would still not favor going ahead with impeachment at this point. There were really? two issues here. One, do you have sufficient legal grounds to do it? Secondly, is that the best way to accomplish the public policy goals that you want to do? Right. That, that, that's sort of the camp that I'm in. I think, did Trump commit the crimes? Yes, he did. Which crimes? Probably all of them at this point. Um, or at the very least, you could say there are so many things in his past that would count as high crimes and misdemeanors, starting with, like, the tax fraud in the 90s, uh, what looks an Whoa. awful lot like money laundering. He admitted, essentially, to obstruction of justice on TV a year and a half ago. So even if this BuzzFeed article is wrong, you know, it still doesn't matter. He admitted this on TV. But eventually... But, but essentially... Uh, impeachment is not a criminal process. It's a political process, right? And right now, he would not be convicted because the Senate does not... Or Senate but Republicans do not have a spine. Well, and, and, and if you come at the king, you best not miss because otherwise we'll get four more years of Trump. In, in addition to the Mueller team coming out today saying that the story's inaccurate now, the New York Times, Ronan Farrow and others have come out and said they can't stand by it either. In fact, their sources disagree. Um, but if it is true, yes, it's impeachable. This is what Bill, part of what Bill Clinton was impeached for, uh, was directing someone to lie. The, the key important part, point, though, is that in the paperwork Mueller filed about Michael Cohen, what he said was not that anyone told Michael Cohen to lie, but that Cohen admitted he was comporting, conforming his testimony to Congress to the president's pre-existing public statements. In other words, the president didn't tell him to lie. He just listened to what the president was saying and mimicked it, even though he knew it wasn't true. Okay, can I give the other side of the impeachment debate? Because I think they should <laughs> go ahead with it. Because I think the Democrats look weak if they don't. That, what You think the Republicans would not have impeached Obama if he did... That's one, not what it's about. No, it's about doing your job. And by no. the way, when you said high crimes and misdemeanors, you left out the first part of what's in the Constitution. It's treason, bribery, right. and high crimes and misdemeanors. Right. Treason and bribery. We, we tend to leave that out because yeah, but, we don't think anyone's going to get but, there, but he's there. But if he's impeached and the Senate does not convict, I understand. it's going to look like he's absolved of those crimes. We don't know that. Bill, let me say this. First of all, I want to disagree when you said the Democrats look weak. You just correctly gave Nancy Pelosi credit for kicking his ass. Yeah. She's the Speaker of the House. She's the most important woman in the history of American government. And yes. finally, she's getting her due this year. I agree. Because people are seeing what she's like. The Democrats are being very firm and very tough. Uh, proving you're weak and not weak, let's get beyond that. Let Trump worry about that. Here's the deal. For me, when I was in Congress and as an advocate now, what my job is to make public policy better. 
And impeaching Donald Trump does not seem to me to be the best way to make public policy better. I want the Democrats to focus on substantive issues that will appeal to some people who have been misled into voting for Trump and make those things clear. Secondly, having Mike Pence, having Mike Pence president doesn't advance my goals at all. I, I would personally love to have Mike Pence as I'm president. I'm sure you would. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I would too, by the way, as opposed yeah. to a person who is a Russian asset and a, well, and a criminal. And also, this is not just about the past. It's about what's he going to do tomorrow. Yeah, but what if he gets elected what? to another four years the point because that, what, he shored up his base? Okay, we got to live for today. Exactly. Until after he was what if he starts he a war with Korea tomorrow? I mean, he is dangerous. <laughs> no, first of I all, agree. First I agree of all, that. He'll be dangerous for another four years if he first gets reelected. First of all, if Trump starts a war with Korea, it will apparently be with South Korea because he has his love affair right. with uh, North Korea. I, but secondly, Bill, here's why do we have it in the Constitution? Why do we even have impeachment in the Constitution if it doesn't apply to him? Then who? What has to happen? He has to kill a baby on TV. If an no. alien popped out of his chest, Again, would we say, "Let's wait till 2020. No, Let the voters it's, it's, it's decide." A political process. <laughs> It's, it's a political process. That's the flaw yes. in the okay. system. It's, I am worried about it's not the a future. criminal process. We have this terrible problem, not just in America, but in the world, uh, the Western world, where white people without college educations or high technical skills have been alienated from the very purpose of government. And we have to deal with that. I believe that impeaching Trump at this point, even on good evidence, will deepen that division. I want to defeat him. I think, and you're right, I want to, people say, well, what does that say for the future? It's very rare for a president to be a one-term president. We've only had a couple in the last 90 years. I want Trump to be one of those, and I think it is very important for us to put the issues out there, to talk about health care, talk about infrastructure, talk about other issues that are important to people, <clears throat> and then defeat him for re-election, and that's the way to repudiate him. But what if he him. doesn't belong there from the other election, the one he supposedly won. People keep saying, well, we don't want to overturn an election. But what if the election wasn't on the up and up? That's it wasn't on the up and up, and up, and up. That's not my argument, though. My, my I understand, but isn't that an argument? Mine, by the way, yes. that he doesn't belong there in the first place because he had a ringer come in? No. First of all, let me say this. Can we use China in the next election, the Democrats, if he uses Russia? Can we, can we get our own country? Some jerks tried to do that in Alabama. Unfortunately, they got caught at it, to their shame. But here's the deal. Trump did get more electoral votes. Now, yeah, the election was an upsetting one, but that's because of the Constitution that you venerate because of that stupid electoral college, which Very was just stupid. a deal to get the Constitution ratified right. between the big and small states. But we can't get rid of it. So the... But, but then, they, given the Electoral College, no, unfortunately, he won. Here's the deal. It is true. Russia apparently was putting out false information. But, you know, one of the problems I have when people criticize is one of the culprits gets off the hook. That's the voters. Yes, Russia put stupid, yeah. misleading stuff on the Internet. But some fools believed it. And, you know, they didn't... They did not... We have no evidence that they jimmied the count. The problem was the gullibility of well, the they American did try. Voter. They did try to break in. Right, but they yeah. did not succeed at that. Well, as far as, far yeah, as we, we know. As far as we know. There's no public information. Okay. Here's why I think the BuzzFeed story is true. Here's what Newt Gingrich said today. This is an absurdity. Can you imagine any president being dumb enough to say to somebody, I'd like you to go over to now to Congress and lie? Yes, I can. <laughs> the other thing about impeachment I hear all the time is the Watergate comparison. And what I hear people say on TV is, well, uh, when, when the people 
when the people got a hold of the information. They finally turned on Nixon. I don't think that's ever going to happen because there's something that exists now that didn't happen, that we didn't have in Watergate times, which is Fox News. Now, there was an ISIS attack uh, pretty much on the day that Mike Pence was bragging about how we defeated ISIS, and after Trump has been saying that for weeks now, killed four Americans. If this was Obama as president, this would have been on the top of the Fox News feed. Okay, we, we monitored this. 9.30 in the morning, here's the uh, headline from the New York Times. Here it is, the Washington Post. They all have it. There's the uh, Reuters, U.S. troops killed in attack. Fox News had nothing. 9.30, 10.30, 11.30, did not even report it. We don't report, so you can't decide. Finally, at 11.45... There we go. Is it at the top of their feed? No. We heard about Catherine McPhee's wedding dress and Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin. It was like way down at the bottom in small print. There it is, see? That's the difference. Whatever he does, they won't hear about it, about a third well, of Well, they will. I, look, I agree. And Fox News is a disgrace. It is, I, I like to turn on, whenever something bad has happened to Trump, I like to turn on to Fox News to see what else they are talking about. They, have a whole, they must have yeah. a top list of topics yeah. to, to, to get it's to. Usually Hillary. It's yeah. usually Hillary or the caravan. By the way, in terms of what they would have done to Obama, compare this to the Benghazi issue. Look at what they did with Hillary and yes. Benghazi. I think the same number of people were killed, sadly. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, but here's the, the, the thing about Fox News is, yeah, they're a disgrace, but nobody has ever been forced to watch Fox News at the point of a gun. Maybe at the point of something else for Marjorie Ailes, but not at the point of a gun. <laughs> Sorry. But the, um... That's where you were going with that. The problem we have, this is why I don't want to impeach him. I want to go on and defeat him politically. There are people who have unfortunately become so angry that they are vulnerable to a Russian propaganda, vulnerable to a Fox News, and ready to believe nonsense, not notice the bias... And that's what I think we have to, to deal with. And I don't think you get rid of that by, by removing Trump from office. If you do that without okay. the election, I think you make it worse. All right. So in keeping with our theme tonight of saluting teachers, uh, Karen Pence, she apparently is married to Mike Pence. Uh, she's... Mother. <laughs> she's a teacher, and she went back to her uh, day job. She's teaching school again, uh, it was in the paper this week, at a Christian elementary school. I don't know if this is a school I would actually approve of. They are very conservative. Uh, they are explicitly prohibit gay teachers and gay students. Uh, other moral misconduct stipulated off-limits, premarital sex cohabitation and transgenderism. This is a conservative school. Anyway, we went to their library and got a hold of the books they have for the kids. <laughs> some of these children's books there, you can tell, like, you want to hear some of them? Like the, uh, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Sequin Free Wardrobe. That's... <laughs> uh, where the Wild Things Learn to Tone It Down. <laughs> the Girl with the What Would Jesus Do Tattoo. The little engine that could, but didn't until after he was married. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Horton fears a Jew. <laughs> the Hardy Boys and the mystery of the boy who doesn't like sports. It's <laughs> very different. Uh, Nancy Drew and the mysterious feeling from the washing machine. 
the masterpieces of Michelangelo. Put clothes on. Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Tony Awards. Where's Waldo? Hint in a traditional marriage. And Charlie wants nothing to do with the chocolate factory. All right, let's. <laughs> but you want to? Uh, what do you know? <laughs> so he has some continuity that apparently neither Donald Trump nor Newt Gingrich could teach at current pension <laughs> Right, to say the least, yes. All right, let's bring out Beast Mode. He is the entrepreneur behind Beast Mobile and Beast Mode, who in his spare time is an all-pro Oakland Raiders running back. Please welcome Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is here. All right. So, so glad you're here. It's that football time of year. Only three games left. The big conference championships are Sunday, my birthday. And uh, it's going to be great. Thank you. And then the Super Bowl. So, somebody on my staff said, you know, why don't we have a football player on? And I said, well, we don't really do that on this show. But if you want to do that, get me the most interesting one. (laughs) And that's why you're here. Because I know you don't give interviews a lot, but you have a lot to say. Right. Well, I feel like the dos equis man up here. The most interesting man alive. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Well, I hope you are. Yeah, I hope so, too. uh, So... How much longer are you going to play? Because it's a dangerous game, and you're a very bright guy. You don't want to, you know, every football player, they study the brains when they, after they die, and, you know, there's just not good things going on in the brain. Do you worry about that? Uh, I do. I mean, that's why I hit everybody with my head. I'm head first into everything. You hit them with your head? I do. It's got to be the first thing to go. You hit them with I your head, and the body will fall. Don't know. I think that's where this conversation was going at. <laughs> But you don't want to do that, Beast Mode. You're, that, that will you're hurt right, your head. Right, but it's been my best weapon. And it's led me to... I know, but let's think seat. about the future. Are you going to play next year? I mean, if, uh, if it works out that way, then I will. It sounds like Trump. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you've been in the news a lot. You know, I'm talking about... Something. You have, yes. I know. I mean, do, do you talk to Colin Kaepernick? Um, we share text messages. Okay. So... Just as a fan, besides what I think is wrong with that politically that he's not playing, mm-hmm. you know, football is really only a good game when you have an elite quarterback. Would you agree with that? I do. You, okay. You can't really come back from if you're behind without a great quarterback. It's just not interesting for the fans. So is you taking a shot at him? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I, I mean, what I meant to say is running back. <laughs> oh, That's yeah, what you needed, you a great running back. Uh, but, no, you need a great quarterback. And the cool. fact that they, no one will give him a job is just disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's real interesting just just seeing the type of shit that be going on with this kind of situations. But at the same time, I mean, you look at a lot of the, uh, a lot of the guys that's been in the league that don't get to come back from uh, some other type of situations that's not as serious as his. Like, uh, you know, uh, got a couple guys who get suspended for marijuana, and, you know, they don't get the opportunity to come back. Have you ever tried it? Have I ever tried it? Oh, man. Maybe once or twice in my life. <laughs> I mean, I'm 32. You yeah. live and you learn. I'm, I'm 34. All right. <laughs> uh, and I'm yet Good to try it. 34. Uh, uh, thank you very much. But, uh, okay, so, but, but you were caught up in that. I mean, Trump tweeted about you. He said that you were uh, pretty much unpatriotic because you were taking a knee. Um, what is your answer to that? Um, I mean, you know, that motherfucker say a lot of shit, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like, 
<laughs> you call me, uh, you call me unpatriotic, but I mean, you know, you come to, you come to my neighborhood where I'm from, and you know, you'll see me take the shirt off my back and give it to someone in less need. I mean, what would you call that? No, I know you do a lot for your neighborhood. You wanted to play in Oakland again to be a, an example for the kids to see someone who could uh, rise that far up. And, right. and you do a lot against gentrification. Well, tell us what that is, first of all, for people who don't know what that means. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's basically when, for me, it's a lot of white people come move into the hood and kick everybody out that's there. That's what it is, yes. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's I mean, shit, basically, that's how it go. I mean, and I've been... I've been a witness of it since, uh, you know, I was a, a small jitterbug. So, I mean, now that I'm, you know, I'm growing up and now I'm seeing it and I understand it a little more. Uh, what do you I, do to combat that? Well, now, I mean, you know, I got into the... with banging my head against people. I had the opportunity to make a couple <laughs> dollars. So, therefore, I started... Right. So, therefore, I started to go and, um, you know, buy up some, uh, some real estate in, uh, oh. you know, the area where I grew up at in order to give people opportunity, uh, you know, for housing and... Um, You're a man of the people. I guess you could say that. You are. Um, but I understand when people want a picture, you only take uh, pictures with, <laughs> with women and children. I would rather it that way. Uh, we'd all rather it that way, but... <laughs> well, it, but it, it. But it I, looks I, bad. Well, I try and force it that way. You try to force it that I way. Enforce it that way. Oh, enforce it. Yeah. With your head? <laughs> nah, with my fist. Okay. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, nah, I just, I just, you but know. But mostly dudes are going to be your fans or football I fans. Mean, I mean, so that's where I expect it to be at. But I mean, you know, it get get to the point where you know you got a lot of things going on. Like, uh, I think it's called like clout chasing or something like that. Mm. It's a new term that uh, you know the people that's under 32 are using right now. And 34. <laughs> but uh, all but, right. You know, get to I that can point, see so. you're gonna start fucking with me now. <laughs> Let's talk about the government shutdown. Um, Let's get everybody in on this, because uh, if you haven't followed it, I guess people, we've been off for a couple of months, sometimes people don't follow the news, but uh, it is a big pissing match, and uh, it looks like Nancy Pelosi, like you said, is winning this one. Uh, Trump uh, was very mad that he didn't get his, you know, Lego wall set for Christmas. (laughs) And I just hope that the Democrats don't cave, because obviously people are hurting like we didn't realize, and... The longer this goes on, the more they hurt, the more pressure there's going to be on to get some kind of a deal. I, to me, I think the Democrats' position should be Trump is holding this country hostage. You don't deal with terrorists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look. Republicans, Republicans had two years of unified government to go through a process and hold hearings and pass actual legislation, and they didn't. Instead, what happened was Trump gave his blessing to funding the government without money for a wall, in case people don't remember, this was a month ago, told Mitch McConnell, have a vote, They had a vote. It passed almost unanimously in the Senate. And then Trump got some angry feedback from Ann Coulter and said, never mind. Like, why does he get to just hold everybody hostage because he changed his mind at the last minute? To a degree, the president has gotten really bad advice from Republicans in Congress who did control everything for two years and kept telling him, wait. And they would get to Christmas and cut a deal, and he would say, well, we can't keep everybody over for Christmas. I want to go to Mar-a-Lago, so let's cut a deal. We'll do it. In six months. And then they say, wait, wait, wait six months. Well, so they finally me. got to the end, 
and he's like, oh, I can't wait anymore. And guess what? There's a new sheriff but, in town named Nancy who's not going to negotiate. But you know what? That tells you something that Republicans kept on telling him to wait because right. they knew this was an because idiotic they idea. Didn't want a big they knew this was an idiotic idea. Republicans, Republicans who, who, who represent you know, border areas have said this is an idiotic idea. It's a non-solution the to problem, a non-problem. The Republican problem goes beyond that. We talk again about the Constitution. The Constitution has been amended in, in, in effect by Mitch McConnell. This announcement that he will not bring anything to the Senate floor that the president has approved is the most radical change in the Constitution ever. Because what it means is that Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh now have a veto, not, and they can't be overridden by two-thirds. We've never seen this. I voted to override vetoes by Bill Clinton and Ronald Reagan. Democratic Congresses overrode FDR. This announcement that we won't even bring up a bill unless the president pre-approves it literally trashes the Constitution. So the way out of it, I think, is just to hold the, the people responsible, the Senate Republicans, who, as Catherine pointed out, already voted for this bill. For, for, for a, a bill with, with the $1.3 billion. They did it unanimously by voice vote. And now, when Trump said, because he was yelled at, I can't do it, they don't want to do it. So, But this is an issue with Senate Democrats as well, because under the Senate rules, they only defer to Mitch McConnell because he's the designated leader. But under the Senate rules, any senator from any party can get recognized and bring this legislation not, but up. Not, but, but as a practical matter, under the Senate rules... The leader has the authority to really force it to a vote. Exactly, Democrats but anyone will, could bring it no, up for motion should be and able to, Yes, so anyone so could, but it happen? can't pass over the objection of the majority, unless, now it is true, if enough Republican senators were ready to break with Ann Coulter and Marshall and Moore and say they'd vote for the bill, then a Democrat could bring it up. But as of now, they're all paralyzed. By the way, Ann Coulter is on next week, so... <laughs> she, she, yeah. I, that's called a newsmaker. Don't Nobody is more important now. She's a in the policy maker. Absolutely. Trump so she we have on policy makers. Right You'll have to suck on. But that. it really is this, this announcement. <laughs> but what is going to happen if this is going on in a month? Because he, I, you know, he's apparently got a press conference tomorrow where he's going. I assumed he was right. going to do his emergency, which I, I'm totally opposed to the president declaring an emergency. He, but now apparently he's going to make some compromise offer. The president's in this weird situation as well with his base, where if he caves. The people who went with the guy who got the best deal, their big issue is the wall. Right. And so, of course, the Democrats... Yeah, but, Eric, the yeah, but they're, they're, a minority, they're a minority of the and American population. And who are they going to vote for? They're a minority of the American population, but right. you would be surprised Trump by the number call of them their who bluff. very Who are they going to vote for? Who are they going to find crazier and meaner and angrier that's going to make they them make happy right. than Trump? That's a good point. Well, but I, I think your, I... your question was... Your question was, what happens if this goes on for another month? Yeah. Um, look, we could eventually fall into recession. Yeah. The the econ- oh, uh, we, we're, we're going the to fall into That's the recession. biggest pressure on Trump. Yeah. It's yes. destroying his economy. Yeah, the right. economy is the only th- good thing he has going right. for him right now, and he's screwing it up. Let me ask a question about the Democrats. Bernie Sanders got into some trouble the last couple of weeks because apparently there was sexual harassment that was reported on his campaign. Uh, and he said uh, they asked him about this, and he apologized. And then said, uh, they asked if he was aware of it. He said, I was a little busy running around the country trying to make the case, which I had no problem with. That's right. Just like Hillary wasn't responsible for Benghazi. She's the Secretary of State. It's not his responsibility to know everything that goes on. And it didn't seem like it was the worst kind of sexual harassment. I don't know what went on in that campaign. But if the Democrats are going to keep killing their own, Al Franken, Elliot Spitzer... 
Gore didn't support Bill Clinton through the blowjob horror. Uh, I don't know where it ends. Are we going to... Well... Oh, uh, <laughs> my son, my son, he was just oh, getting head. You, I mean, you hey. Head. <laughs> um, oh, man. Well, first of all, Bernie's you know, not a Democrat. Well, clear. he ran as a Democrat, he and he could have won the primary. He could have won the nomination. Look, I don't, I don't think Bernie is responsible for every bad actor in his campaign, but it wasn't just one bad actor. I think we should make that clear. If you look at the New York Times story about this, there were lots of problems in that campaign, including major pay inequities between men and women, where, like, men were earning more than the women that they were reporting to. And I don't think that Bernie directed it that way, but right. he ran on a message of equity, right? And if he can't enforce it in his own campaign, it's way harder to do that nationwide. But, so I, I, but is he really the problem with part this of it issue? Is. Bernie I'm, Sanders, is that where we should be going no, after? I'm just saying the it's, buck stops it, somewhere. And this wouldn't it's, be a story if he wasn't thinking just, of running and a bunch of younger people wanting to run. I, he was running for president of the United States. He designated people to manage a campaign, having been a campaign manager. I, I understand that the candidate, nine times out of ten, has no clue what's going on in the office. I, Bill, here's the problem with Sanders. He has held everybody else to such an impossible standard that there were some people who were saying, well, it turns out you're not perfect either, and that's a part of it. The other thing is, and obviously you don't know everything, but the notion that you're too busy making speeches to know what's happening to your campaign, I don't think it's an acceptable excuse, uh, particularly as Catherine said, it wasn't an isolated uh, incident. I do agree with you that we have an overreaction to... I mean, it, it's not a capital offense if you were guilty in some ways of sexual harassment. In fact, I think there's a little inconsistency with some of my liberal friends because I agree with them that we should be revising the criminal law so that people who committed actual crimes are, are forgiven. And I think we I ought mean, to extend a little of that principle to... Pay disparity is, is an issue, and, but that doesn't just happen in the Bernie Sanders campaign. Yeah, no, it, it's something obviously that obviously not. should be addressed. Obviously what not. I, I read that story, his... too. What I read was uh, one of the females on the campaign said a guy got it a little out of line. I guess he took the signals wrong. And asked if he could touch what her. What signals, hand, Bill? There's no sign of signals. Like that, right? what? Well, what signals? No, no. There was no suggestion that she signaled him. Well, okay, I don't know. We weren't there. I don't no, know. Right, what, but I'm that's a bad thing to say. That that she signaled him. I didn't say she signaled him. Well, who I, signaled him? The railroad? <laughs> Well, apparently, people, when people are flirting, okay, this, are we, have we gone completely I'm mad that, that everybody has to flirt or make a move in the exact right way or you're a monster? She tu he touched her hair was the bottom line of what I read. And, that, and, of course, if someone touches you in any way and you don't want it, that is wrong. But... Uh, is it but worth destroying Bernie Sanders again, over? And what, what about just saying, I, hey, get your fucking hand I, out of I, my no, hair? No. <laughs> no, I think that's where it comes I mean, from with the, with the situation and why, um, you know, I don't like taking uh, pictures with males because they get really friendly and they, they like, want to hug me. And, like, the males they, do. Yeah, like, want to put their face next to mine and everything. Oh. And I get uncomfortable with yes. that. Yes. Well, so I'm, I'm sure you could stop it without writing a blog. You're right. <laughs> That's why I told you yeah. I used my... Use well, look... I started using my hair. I'm just I, it's, it's shocked you and I see eye to eye on this I, issue. I, I think I, it's easier I'm, said than done if you are not in a position of well, power, first of all. Second of all, it was not that one isolated instance. And well, again, well, I'm, not, I'm not saying Bernie is, like, is personally responsible. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I think he has, you know, good just values. just saying let's keep it in perspective. I, I no, All of that, all sexual harassment, making anybody uncomfortable is wrong. But, but, but we're but, human. Some shit no, is going... There's one difference, though. Can we separate... 
it's a not, really bad... Catherine made the point. A superior-inferior relationship is qualitatively different. Doing this to somebody who works for you and whose life you have some control over, that makes it very different. With that, nobody's saying Sanders can't run, but I do no. think it's a, his is a man who has held every other politician usual, in America. Wound, everybody no. else is... He well, Al Franken could have run, too, but they, they, they wound these people and then they can't. Can I touch your head? Be anyway, we got to <laughs> go to New Rules. New Rules, everybody. It's time for New Rules. All right. Before you buy a donut costume, try it on. <laughs> it could look good on a hanger at the store, but it might just make you look like an asshole. I... <laughs> New Rule, stop telling you about the show where the Japanese lady tells you to throw out everything in your house that doesn't spark joy. If I wanted to make half of what I own disappear, I'd use the Bezos method and fuck around without a prenup. <laughs> New rule, ladies, before you buy Malibu Betty, the hair product to dye your pubic hair blue, you must consider that your boyfriend might think your vagina isn't getting enough oxygen. CPR. And then he'll feel compelled to perform CPR, and then, oh, I see what you're doing. I, 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 I... <laughs> Bro, I'm... You a beast. I think we found a new beast mode. Okay. <laughs> New Rule, all the men who found out Bradley Cooper can also sing and thought, how am I supposed to compete with that? Have to realize you already weren't competing with that. <laughs> He's a good-looking movie star. That's why he gets the Russian supermodel. You're a doughy conservative who goes to gun shows. You get Maria Butina. Neural, don't be too hard on the incel kids who defaced a real-time billboard to make my face look like Jack from Jack in the Box. <laughs> yeah, they did. They obviously haven't tried my new jalapeno chicken strips. <laughs> and finally, Neural, someone has to explain, if our economy is doing so great, how come everyone is broke? To me, the real lesson of this government shutdown is that we found out that federal workers' quintessential middle-class jobs can't afford to miss one paycheck. I must have seen a hundred stories about furloughed workers that look like this. I literally don't know how I'm going to provide for my kids. Furloughed interior worker Mallory Lorg rationing her insulin. First off, I can't pay my mortgage. It's a matter of life and death for me. I guess this is what Fox means by getting tired of winning. When did it get this desperate? One day, your alignment for the county, you miss a payday and you're Ratso Rizzo making coffee in a saucepan? <laughs> this shutdown is not about the wall. It's about the wallet. And it's more proof that the great American middle class is disappearing faster than R. Kelly's Facebook <laughs> friends. <laughs> That is the story here. That our economy no longer creates a middle class. It sucks it dry. Oh, thank you. 
All middle class means now is that you're poor, but you don't do meth. <laughs> and remember, this is the good economy, where 40% of Americans can't afford a $400 emergency expense, and 50 million have nothing saved for retirement. Sorry, but it's not middle class when your retirement plan is a lotto ticket. When I was a kid, being a middle class family meant only one breadwinner, two cars, a vacation, and a paneled basement that smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> College was affordable. Getting sick didn't mean going bankrupt. You can go out to dinner once a week. You could have a dog, and when he got older, your parents could afford to send him to live on a farm where he was happier. <laughs> what? But little by little, the middle class got squeezed. Now middle class means two breadwinners and one car. And the only reason your daughter can afford college at all is sugardaddies.com. <laughs> Vulture capitalism has done to our middle class what the airlines did to their customers. Because we didn't lose the comforts of being middle class all at once. They took it away from us an inch at a time, like legroom. Back in the day, flying was a joy. The seats were roomy. The chicken looked like something that was once a chicken. <laughs> and the bathrooms were large enough to enjoy the Mile High Club. <laughs> Contrast that with today, where there's first class, business class, premium economy, economy, and fuck you. <laughs> This was coach as recently as the 90s. Here it is now. <laughs> I, I remember so vividly. I was 37 when I... Oh, Ooh. I blew that up. When I flew first class for the first time, and it blew my mind. They were literally carving a roast in the cart in the aisle like it was friggin' Thanksgiving up there. <laughs> now your food comes in a box. You used to get good stuff on a plane. A meal. Drunk. <laughs> the seat in front of you could recline without starting a fist fight. And just like with the economy writ large, they squeezed. Incrementally, though. First, they took away the pillows. Then the free booze. The free headset. Free luggage allowance. Leg room. The whole can of Coke. The blankets. Blankets. Putting an end to in-flight masturbation. Oh. <laughs> we lived in the good days. <laughs> it was our flying at. But on the upside, the, <laughs> the flight safety films are funny now. So porn parodies have something to look down on. But here's the thing about squeezing people and keeping them insecure. It virtually ensures that our long-term major problems never get fixed. Because reducing the debt or repairing our infrastructure or, most importantly, halting climate change requires long-term thinking, which is something you can't really do when the wolf is always at the door. Bangladesh will be underwater in 20 years. I'm underwater today. Whole Foods... I just want to get some food in my hole. <laughs> and that's just how the Koch brothers like it, to have people so caught up in today's problems, we never have time for tomorrow's. Thank you very much, everybody. It's so great to be back.
Thank you for coming back our show. I'll be at the Arlington Theater in Santa Barbara January 26th and back at the Mirage in Vegas February 15 and 16. I want to thank Eric Erickson, Catherine Rampell, Barney Frank, and Marshawn Lynch, and John Kasich. Join us now for overtime on YouTube. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10 or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.